Shall we begin? This is Brianna Stewart, and listening to Dishing and Pushing. Hi, everybody. It's David Siegel welcoming you to this week's Dishing and Swishing podcast. And we're shifting gears a little bit from college basketball to getting ready for the WNBA. And we're going to merge the two by talking a little WNBA draft. And we've got a bunch of coaches lined up to talk to you and about some of their players headed to the WNBA. And it's a pleasure to welcome first the new head coach at the University of Arkansas, and the man that was coach of two of the top players in the country this year from the University of Washington, and that's Mike Neighbors. Coach, how are you? Dave, doing great. Uh, appreciate you having me on. Good, well, to, good to talk to you. And, you know, quickly, it, it, you know, we want to focus on, the, on the, the ladies, but first, congratulations to you on, on getting that job, and I know it was a dream of yours to be the head coach at Arkansas. But it doesn't make it any any easier to to leave a place like Washington. Yeah, thanks so much. I really do appreciate it. You know, the, uh, leaving a, a a group that really invested a lot in me and was very patient with me in my first four years as a, as a coach. Uh, but I think most everybody understands the rareness of a dream job at your alma mater, uh, where your daughter's a junior how rare those opportunities are. So um, it's been a whirlwind, but a great one. Well, that, congratulations. And let's talk about uh, the, the latest part of your whirlwind tour, never mind the fact that you've been going around uh, talking up Arkansas and meeting everybody. You've also been traveling around with the, uh, the National Player of the Year, Consensus Player of the Year, and most likely the number one person in the WNBA draft, Kelsey Plum. Coach, let's talk for a second been- first. Let's talk about Kelsey, and for, before we even get into the on-the-court, she impressed me so much when I met her in the, at ESPN before the season. She's just a real dynamic person and a great personality. She is. You know, I, I've said this before, and I'll say it several more times probably. She's she's missed a few jump shots. She's missed a few threes. She's missed a few free throws, but she's not missed an interview question uh, or an opportunity to make an impact on a – future basketball players' lives all year, and she's got a, a charisma about her that's easy to find and, and, and hard hard to duplicate, but it's easy to see in her anytime you're around her. You know, and all season long, you know, she she had some heady fans there with Sue Bird and, you know, all the people talking her up all season, and, you know, she, she just really seemed to keep everything on an even keel. And not get a swell, a little bit of a swollen head there. She just, just everything was was nice and level, and you know that it, that's impressive. That's her, uh, you know, and it's so difficult to do. It's so easy to to see and watch, but so difficult to accomplish. And uh, it's uh, it's one of her those things that I think has really created her greatness. She's also one of the players that out there that has constantly improved. She's had great numbers last year. You know, she's done things, you know, since of being a freshman, she's always she's done things, but you know, the game has gotten better each year and it's in all facets of the game. It's not just scoring. Her assists, she she had said preseason that she wanted to try and show that she can play defense and and you know, while she's never going to be considered a lockdown, she did a really good job in improving that this year. Well, she's, you know, that was the reason she came to Washington is because we were dedicated to that. Um, you know, I think that was where the connection 
that she and I made as when I was the assistant coach is the in the skill development area in that she knew that for her to go where she wanted to go in her career, she needed to continue to improve and show improvement, and that's exactly what she's done. Um, she, every single year, every single facet, not only improved what she was doing, but added things to that, and that's really, really hard to do when you're already pretty good. You know, I, I think you can make an argument for her being the most improved player in the country this year. When you look at her her efficiencies and her percentages, um, there was improvement in, in every single area of the game. She's always been a pretty good defensive player at being in the right spot. And like you said, we're never going to necessarily expect her to, you know, lock a kid down. But if you look at over the course of her career, uh, how many times she was in the right spot, that's a really high number. It certainly is. And, and you know, that, you know, to take your team the way that she has and, and take them as far in the tournaments, both, you know, conference play, you know, the best conference in the country was the Pac-12, and then to also, you know, advance as far in the NCAA tournaments, you know, just she's going to step into some place and be an immediate impact player potentially. What's well, the you t- know, I think obviously that's going to depend on the fit, you know, finding, again, a system at pro level that um, – knows how to utilize her and, and understands that. But, yes, yeah, definitely a chance to impact uh, a lot of different types of programs. Well, that's exactly what my next question was going to be, is what, when you look at the teams that are out there, and you, you know, what type of team would be a good fit, in your opinion, for Kelsey to come in and have an impact? Is it one that has height, one that needs a, somebody that's a distributor, somebody that needs her to – that has a one already, like like San Antonio, of course, is the number one pick. Everybody assumes that Kelsey will be there. They do have Mariah Jefferson, but they certainly have room to put her in, slide someone like Kelsey in right alongside Jefferson and, and Kayla McBride. I'll be the first to tell you, I don't understand very well how WNBA teams put together their teams. I, just, I don't study it enough. Uh, to be an expert in that area. But I do know this, whichever team she goes, better have somebody that's going to open the gym and be in the gym and work with skill uh, because whatever somebody tells her she can't do at the next level, and there's going to be people that say, you know, you can't do this, you can't do that. They better be willing to stay in there because she's going to stay until she does. Well, you know, San Antonio did have somebody else that used to, used to have that reputation, and she's now a coach for the San Antonio Spurs. So. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And that's what I would, you know, that's a fair comparison and uh, one that I think, um, you know, is going to be a, a potential of how Kelsey could be at the next level. Uh, but I think she can fit in a variety of systems because all you got to do is tell her what you need her to do. All she's done for us is ask her to is, is, is fill her role. You know, we've asked her to do several things over the course of the years. Uh, and every time, all she was trying to do was fill her role. And she did she did so uh, in, a, in obviously a brilliant fashion. Well, I think that part of her goal was to make you travel all over the country. Uh. <laughs> well, mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. <laughs> no, you're you're in California now, right? For for the awards tonight. California today. We're at uh, for the college basketball awards tonight. And then back to New York next week. Well, we've got to go back to Seattle. There's another ah. award presentation. The Naismith Award Trophy is going to be in Seattle at our banquet oh, uh, over the weekend before that. And, you know, we were in Dallas uh, for a large part of the weekend last week collecting. She was collecting 
many of those. All I did was hold her, hold her backpack and carry trophies out. She was coming this morning from Philadelphia receiving the Don Staley Award. So uh, I don't know how she's done it. I mean, I'm I'm tired just texting her where she needs to be, much less having to do it. <laughs> well, you know, you've done a great job, that's for sure. You know, you, you're, whenever I need somebody to hold my awards for, I'll be glad that you'll be the first person Give I call. Give me a call. <laughs> Give me a call. I've got, a, I've got an extensive resume. There you go. So now, now let's, let's change, change a little bit here and talk about one of the most interesting players in the WNBA draft, and that, of course, is your post, Chantal Osahor who had some seriously gaudy numbers. She brings some issues with her with the history of her leg issues. You know, in talking to various coaches, what I had heard, what I keep hearing is she could be a really good fit someplace, but she's got to go to the right place and people that are willing to work with her and and want somebody that has an incredible, incredible basketball IQ. Does that sound about right to you? Sounds fair, except for the concern about the injuries and stuff. She's she she's never missed anything for that, other than getting hit by a car, which I think all of us would miss some games if we got hit by a car. Um, you know what people don't maybe always appreciate and understand was that the way that Chantel's plan was put together was so that she could play forty minutes a night for us. Um, I don't think there's a, a team in America, the WNBA, that's going to ask her to play forty minutes. So. If you're cutting that down in half or a third or whatever number you want to attach to it, Chantel will be able to function. There's There will be no question about that. Um, and I think any team that thinks otherwise will be like all the other colleges that said the same thing about her coming out of high school. Um, you know, she can't do this, she can't do that. But it, instead of focusing on what she can do, which is make your team better and everybody on the floor better from the post spot, which is incredibly rare. There's never been a player in the history of the game that I can find so far on the women's side that rebounds it like she does and assists like she does and makes threes. There's just not one. You look at any kid that's <laughs> rebounded the ball like she has and led the country in rebounding, and those people have usually fewer than 50 assists and maybe one or two threes that they've thrown in at the end of a shot clock or something, uh, but certainly not both of those things. So, I, you know, I, again, I, I don't claim to be an expert on the WNBA and what, what they're looking for in their talents, but I'm afraid that if somebody – thinks that way, they're going to end up like a lot of the people that might have thought she might not be a good college player. I I had people tell me that from day one that, you know, she's never going to last, she's never going to play, she's going to, you know, flame out. Um, So I'll be interested to see. You know, it's it's one of those things that, like you said, it does come down to uh, fit. Uh, And in that league, a lot of that has to do with things that uh, come down to that. You know, she does offensively. You're, I agree. Couldn't agree with you more. I, I think that she's going to be a great fit for somebody, be it shooting three or just or rebounding with it, setting screens, whatever. Yep. The the other concern that I've heard about her is being able to defend some of the posts that are okay. set, that are centers in the W because we're dealing with people like Sylvia Fowles, Brittany Griner, people that are considerably taller and yep. also and also more mobile. Uh, what, what, what do you think about her defensive positioning and her ability to defend against some of those fives? Um, she's always done a good job. The only kid in four years that I've seen her not be able to move is Tierra McGowan. She's not eligible for the draft this year. So uh, she's moved Shanae around. She's moved great players around in the past. And You know, I honestly wouldn't expect that she would be the player that you were asking to guard those kids. Maybe I'm wrong. But I would think you had somebody else on your roster, or, and she's going to be the one bringing those kids away from the goal on the other end. Um, again, 
I, I'm very, very biased. I'm, I take it very, very personally when people don't understand her greatness because that just means to me, just like just like we saw last year, okay, when ever when the phenom of her flat foot shot went worldwide. Well, that was that was the best evidence to me that people hadn't really been paying attention to the West Coast because she's been doing it for two years. And then all of a sudden, at the very tail end of her junior year, 90-something games in her career, people want to start talking about it. She's been doing it. And it just shows me that nobody had seen that before because it was the phenomenon of that, and it, it just shows and it exemplifies that, what we've been talking about, that I don't think anybody had seen her play. I think you so, got I think you guys got to start playing a little bit at four o'clock in the afternoon, so we can see. <laughs> or you guys just need to, you know, drink a cup of coffee and stay up, or, or learn how to work a DVR and watch it tomorrow day. Come on, man. Well, you, guys, you know what? This technology. I finally dumped. <laughs> I finally dumped Directv so I could get the Pac-12 network. There you, you know, go. You know, there I you saw go. you this year. Now you, now you didn't just get. Now I, you should have called me. I could have saved you some money because you could have got Sling. Could have got Sling TV for twenty-five dollars a month. And kept your uh, kept your other carrier, but you know I, I get like I say I, I think Chantel is one of these kids that is so much more than a flat foot set shooter and a rebounder. She's she's a great passer. She was she averaged twelve defensive rebounds a game this year and and, and just was in the right spot so many times. Uh, she's a very very underrated defensive player and is just a, a really really good teammate. So I'll be interested to see where she goes. I mean I think it's going to be a really hard year for anybody to make rosters. Um, because of the depth of the league and, and where we're at, and in, in now in, in year 21, or is it year 21 or 22? Yep, I've, I've yep 21. Track, 21, there's just a lot of great players out there. So I'll be very interested for her and uh, looking forward to see where, that, where she ends up going to camp. Yeah, I think that, that, you know, I think you raised some great points, and especially the other, you know, you know her hands are phenomenal. And what I love is not only can she rebound, but she knows and has obviously been well taught Rebound, turn, outlet. Don't stir, don't stand and hold the ball. Get it going. Yeah. And, and that's yeah. you know something that a lot of people don't do, and and it's so important on the pro level. Well, it's a lost art, and I think it's something that she's, um, you know, really improved in and continued to make important in her game. But you know, when you're getting 12 defensive rebounds a game, that means we're getting 12 transition opportunities. Um, she's so knowledgeable in reading the defense and either. Sometimes she'll hold the ball for an extra count and let Kelsey clear pass or one of the other guards clear pass the first line of defense and then throw it up the court. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of clips this year, too, of her dribbling the ball up the floor and starting to break herself. So, um, I, you know, she's a crowd favorite because of her uniqueness. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just I hope some, some, some of these WNBA crowds get a chance to see it. I think there's a good possibility that they'll definitely see it. I mean, I, I, I was honestly a little bit surprised that she wasn't invited to New York. Uh, I understand they only invited 10, and I understand it's a, it is a tough place, tough draft to slot. But uh, I thought I think that we will be seeing her in the first, uh, no later than the first half of the second round. That's for sure. Yeah, I think a couple of you know a couple of late uh, entries there probably maybe made it a little bit tougher, and um, but you know it's. Uh, it's it's one of those things that we've talked about, even with Kelsey. The number that you're selected is really irrelevant as to where. Uh, you want to go someplace where you sit and you have a chance to make the team. If you get caught up chasing the number, that's just like being worried about rankings coming out of high school. Um, you go to a place that fits, go to go to a system and a coach that, that gets you, and you've got a chance to have a really successful situation. Well, I think that uh, 
they had they certainly had some good coaching the last couple of years, Mike, and you know I think that they they will definitely uh, benefit from having you in their corner. Well, I appreciate that. I'll fight for them uh, as long as they allow me. Well, thanks again, Mike. You bet, Dave.